Paranorm podcast contains content that might not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This is Paranorm Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Paranorm, the podcast where we chat all things true crime and paranormal. I'm Emily. I'm Sierra. And I'm Emily. (gasps) Oh, my God. This week, we finally have our third musketeer here. Yay. The one and only other Emily. Um, Yes, hello. It is me. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's so much fun. So excited about life. Um, Yeah. And in case you've never listened to an episode of this podcast... Usually there's only two of us, um, but however, this week we have our third best friend here, Yay. Emily. Yes, girl goes wild. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, um, Sierra's background noise is the best. <laughs> um, so yeah, we are on vacation right now in Florida, um, and Emily gets to join us, so why not join us while we're recording too? Right. Yeah, super pumped about life. The honor is really all mine. Like, the moment I sent you that text message, like, do you want to be on the podcast? Like, it didn't even take a full minute for her to respond, I think guys. you you mean it didn't even take a full 15 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I texted back, I've been waiting for this moment my entire you life. You did. You most definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I can't believe uh, you're asking, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we're pretty excited about life. Um, other than Emily's fantastic being being here how are we Sierra I mean right now real life does not exist fully yes because we're on vacation so except for tomorrow at 8 a.m right but I mean other than that (laughs) really (laughs) other than that that I might owe the government three thousand dollars y'all you know chump change (laughs) that's pocket change (laughs) how big are your pockets deep (laughs) okay can you be my sugar mama Absolutely. <laughs> I'll have my people talk to your people. <laughs> talk to the government. Yeah, talk to the government. It's a sham. <laughs> well, He's yes. already listening. Yes, basically. Hello, FBI agent. <laughs> Robert, how's it going? <laughs> oh my oh, God, guys. Robert. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we went to this like fruit, fruit, fruit stand, stand thing slash petting zoo fruit thing. Fruit stand plus more. Yeah. Slash kayak thing um, today there was kayaks yeah and I, I can't figure out because there was no water anywhere close to there no there wasn't um, I was very confused uh, maybe just buy them but there were signs everywhere that said Robert is here so when we pulled up and I saw said signs I lost my collective shit because I thought that the Robert was there and I had to let AKA her know Robert that that the doll was not and the I was like hyperventilating. I was so excited. I was like, I, I haven't mentally prepared myself for this moment. Like, oh God. Okay. Robert the doll. Are you talking about the sailor doll? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you were so excited. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Otherwise I would have also lost my collective shit. <laughs> I was really pumped. And then Sierra was like, no, 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 Ro- no, 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 no. Not that Robert. That makes so much more sense now. <laughs> Um, That's not till Wednesday. But I did get to pet a goat. Yeah. So (laughs) hold on, time out. We get to see real Robert on Wednesday. Do we on Wednesday? What? Are you serious? Prepare yourselves. Are you? Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. 
For real. Hold me. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Are you going to see it? I don't remember yeah. this being on the Google Doc. It is. It just doesn't say that exactly. Oh my god. Okay, so one, I didn't know that the Google Doc was a thing <laughs> until literally till we got here and Emily brought it up. And I was like, what? That Google Doc was pulled up on my phone at least once a day. <laughs> it did not go unappreciated, Sierra. Usually, I appreciate it now that yeah. I know it exists. Yeah. Usually, I am the one that plans these things. You guys know this. Yeah. Yeah. And I let... Full control go to Emily and Sierra. I was like, Emily didn't do anything. You picked out where we were staying, right? No, Sierra did. Oh my god, I I did pick out some places, and yeah. then and then Sierra's like, what about this place? And I was like, great, perfect. So pretty much it was all Sierra. She has planned this fantastic vacation. She has done so great. It's so wonderful. We've had the best time. We had the best guacamole last night, y'all. Um. I don't remember what it's called, but I'll put the, the link in the blog, man, because it was so good. Um, but yeah, so we've had a really fun time. Um, it's only been two days. It's only been two days, and uh, we got eaten alive by mosquitoes today. Um, I'd like to forget that. <laughs> and you just... <laughs> I would too, but my back, it's just so bad right now. Um, it's a problem. Uh, but yeah, so... Our first ever guest star, first ever time I've been this deep into Florida, mm-hmm. hot tip, I don't like it. Um, <laughs> so sorry if you're from Florida. <laughs> I don't really care. I've already, like, I've already uh, I feel like if you're insulted. from here, you're used to it, like. I've already insulted South Carolina, so. Well. On multiple occasions. Well, that's okay. <laughs> Let's just say we will leave Florida to the Floridians. Yes. Gladly. <laughs> okay, that was the other Emily that time. That was not me. <laughs> I'm sorry. The driving just really stresses me out. I had to hold the oh shit handle <laughs> the entire drive back from the Everglades today. Oh my god. Uh, and I yeah. never do that. Like, am I becoming my mother? Probably. I mean, at this point. Are you that State Farm commercial? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Is it State Farm? I don't know. Or maybe it's Geico. I think it's Geico. Because it's, it's, it's definitely blue. It's not Allstate. Because that's mayhem. It might be Geico. I feel like we're getting too deep into this. Anyways, you know, what we're, not, you know okay. what we're talking about. Anyway, so on to the case. All right. Perfect. And let me start by saying I am so sorry. I am about to butcher some names. I do not speak Spanish very well. Mm. What? <laughs> However, I can say Cubano very well. <laughs> You've gotten really good at that one. <laughs> I have gotten You've really practiced really. a lot, though. I have practiced a lot. Like, pantalones. <laughs> nice. And, and what is this? Paloma. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, certain words I got down. A plus. <laughs> Pants, give me that sandwich, and alcohol. <laughs> got it. Um, but... Forgive me for how I butcher these names, y'all. Okay. Anywho, so this week we are talking about Koyama. Koyama? Koyame? One of those. UFO crash. Apparently I can't even pronounce English words at this point, so it's fine. We're doing fine. (laughs) This is so great. It's also so weird for me to have two people here. I'm used to only looking at Sierra, so I'm like, 
aggressively making eye contact with her all the time, and I'm like, oh, God, now there's two of you. You don't have to look at me. It's fine. <laughs> She's better. <laughs> Just pretend like I'm not here. <laughs> never. No, never. How could we? So on August 25th, 1974, at approximately 10 p.m., a young radar operator at the U.S. Air Defense detected an unknown object approaching American airspace, not airspace, from the Gulf of Mexico. Okay. Um, When first spotted, the object was flying at over 2,500 miles per hour at an altitude of 75,000 feet. Okay. How did they just know that? You know, like, math. I don't this know. This is like that weird because <laughs> because they send the signal out oh. and then it like depending on how it how long it takes to come back, send it out at a certain angle. They certain you know like so they have all the specifications of the radar part. Yeah. Oh, like so they like went echo location. Yeah, it's like that. So when it comes back, amazing, they can calculate how long like it took to cool, come back and all that stuff. A cool ability to have echo location. Mm. It's like know? a superpower. Yeah. I guess I never really thought about it. I mean, if you're a but, criminal, but yes. But if I wanted if I wanted a superpower, which I think you know this, yeah. I would want the superpower to refill things. Mm-hmm. So, like, refill your bank account. Endless Palomas. Um, endless chicken and waffles. Endless chicken and waffles. Guys, I love chicken and waffles so much. Um, and if, like, somebody's pissing you off, you can just, like, refill their bladder and they can walk away because they have to pee. You're terrible. <laughs> Most people don't even think about that kind of thing. But you're okay, like, so it started, how do I, how do it I started sabotage? started from a Tumblr post that I saw. And then, because they were like, it would be cool to have this power and, like, the power to refill things. And then I'm like, you know how many things you could fuck up by doing that? Yeah. Like, a lot. So many things. I would love that so much. Hmm. I could see that for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back onto this. So it was due to enter U.S. territory 40 miles southwest of Corpus Christi when the object decelerated, turned, and began to slow descent. Mm-hmm. Uh, it entered Mexican airspace about 50 miles south of the U.S. border at Brownsville, Texas. The object continued to descend 45,000 feet, then to 25,000 feet. So, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good descent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, two different U.S. military installations continued to track the object 500 more miles in, like, inland mm-hmm. in Mexico. Yeah. Um, it was originally assumed that the object was a meteor, but natural celestial objects falling from the sky do not change course, and they do not have, like, abrupt changes in speed. Right. As this object is. Makes Just sense. Falls due to gravity. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, so from what is understood, the pilot and his plane had originated from Mexico. So like there is a another aircraft at this point mm-hmm. who is also flying. So there's the UFO right that is like the slow descent. Uh-huh. And then there's another craft, okay, which is to believed at this point to be a pilot and his plane from Mexico. Okay. So the FFA, no, not the FFA. FAA? Yeah. The FFA is that yeah. farmer's bullshit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, technically they don't use Future Farmers of America anymore. They just keep the FFA. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to be a farmer to be an FFA. <laughs> right. Okay, so I touched nerve. 
No. no. <laughs> I was never in. I was never in FFA, but I oh. I stand the FFA. They do so much. Anyway, we don't have the time, guys. Guys, I was in the FFA because of a boy. Yeah, <laughs> that doesn't count. Did you get a jacket? Yep, sure did. Oh lord. <laughs> Emily does everything backwards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but it looked great on your resume. That's how I got my job now, answering the phone. I know. <laughs> she bought a jacket. <laughs> and wears it every day. I have no idea where that jacket is. Anyway, enough about the FFA. The FAA Much was, better. <laughs> was not required to investigate the incident because it wasn't in the United States. In United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, nevertheless, U.S. officials did offer assistance. As we do. As we do. All the time. So, but Mexican officials declined. The U.S. was aware of the event since the whole incident was monitored on radar up to the point of when the one started slow collision, or not collision, descent, descent. and the other one popped up on screen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what they didn't capture on radar was when they collided. Oh, shoot. Oh. Yeah. So the small Mexican plane collided with said UFO, mm-hmm. and they don't have that on radar, so they don't know exactly at, like, what, like... Altitude. Or... Altitude and stuff that happened. Yeah. Because of the way that it changed directions, it jutted out, so they couldn't determine where it was because mm-hmm. it shot out of radar detection mm-hmm. right, and into the other plane or wouldn't be other plane if it was a UFO. So the craft, the craft. Um, so Mm. now that's a movie. Yes. The craft. Mm -hmm. You could write it. I would watch it. So up until that point, they had recorded. What? What? It is a movie. You've never seen the craft. No. What is that? Are you shitting me? Why would I? Why? Light as a feather. Stiff as a board. Yes. Okay, anyway, we'll come back to that. Okay. I'm so Emily! S- I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, fine. So up until that point, I'm sorry, I'm like shook right now. Um, up until that point, though, they had like everything on radar mm-hmm. of these two crafts. Uh, so about an hour after the p- disappearance of this object from radar, chatter occurred on civilian radio. A small plane out of El Paso, bound for Mexico City, had gone down the same air, er- like had gone down in the same area. Uh, um, they crashed in the same area? Yeah. Okay. Oh. And that was the plane that they were talking about, that they were tracking. Oh. Mm. Uh, okay. Yeah. The second uh, one. Yes, the second one. Gotcha. So in the early morning of August 26, Mexican authorities began looking for the downed plane, knowing nothing of the other objects spotted by U.S. military. Oh. So just had... Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they just knew about the one plane. Gotcha. At around 10.30, a field of wreckage was spotted from the air and ground rescue and recovery operations commenced. Within minutes of this discovery, another crash was spotted a few miles away. This crash left no debris, f- like, field. Because mm-hmm. you know how, like, usually when they... Yeah, yeah like, all the stuff, stuff, like... Stuff, yeah. yeah. Instead, it appeared to be banged up, smoldering metal disc and a highly polished steel. Uh, about 16 feet across and 5 feet thick. 
There were no doors or windows or markings of any kind. The damage to the disc was described as one 12 inch hole and a dent about two feet across. So, so not very much at all. No. Yeah, and the plane was fuzzed, y'all. Mm, yeah. Um, after the report of the shiny disc-shaped object came over the airwaves, the Mexican authorities issued a complete radio silence on the search and rescue efforts. Mm-hmm. So they're like, and no more of that. Mm-hmm. Scene. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so the high speed of the second aircraft and its erratic flap, flap. Flaps? Yeah, flaps. Uh, flight path is what initially alarmed the U.S. Air Defense Network. Later, after eavesdropping mm-hmm. on the Mexican communications... No. What? The U.S. government did what? I can't <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> this is news. Um, can't prove it. Yeah. It became more apparent to the U.S. military who was piloting the second aircraft. They didn't know his name, but they were certain of one thing. He wasn't from this world. <gasps> they were certain. Bum, bum, bum. Um, bum, bum. Thank you. (laughs) So the second unidentified craft was surprisingly close to intact, like literally just said. Um, When Mexican personnel arrived at the second crash site, they were shocked to find that it was not only Mm disc-shaped, but they described it as something really similar to like the Roswell incident kind of shaped. Mm. That like, everybody was like, oh, fuck. Right. You know, like... Is this the same? Is this, like, the same yeah. group of... Group of beings? Yes, yes. So, hold on. It's a weather balloon. <laughs> it is never a weather balloon. Plot twist. It's it a weather balloon. Mm, okay. So, once... Gas leak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> once the Mexican military was aware of what they had found, communications again suddenly stopped. And even though... The blackout was ordered. Mm-hmm. The U.S. still was putting out information pretending to be the Mexican government. What? <laughs> like, on like, like were back- they trying to get there first? Like, uh-huh. or, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so they were like always. using their like spy planes and shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what they saw when they were used when the US was using their spy planes mm-hmm. um what they saw was that the object was small enough to fit in just the, the back of a flatbread 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 are you hungry i literally just ate i don't That's think tiny. i should. a flatbread fit on a flatbread <laughs> okay y'all are both assholes um on the you're welcome <laughs> no problem do you know sierra all day today has been calling me a hussy okay once today, twice. Once yesterday. <laughs> Thank you. I'm pretty sure it was twice today, but I'm not here to get in the middle. <laughs> You're literally sitting in the middle of us right now. <laughs> That's just convenient. I confess to only twice. I don't know about the third. Oh my god. Okay. No, sorry. You call her a tart. Uh, no, I called her a tart. <laughs> you know, I would like. Listen, I would like to be excluded from this narrative. <laughs> Because you told me I'm not allowed to call names at breakfast. <laughs> You're right. And I was like, she just called me a hussy. And you were like, that, that was, was in, in the, the car. car. Jinx. Doesn't That's count. That's the second time today. Yeah. It happened to us earlier today. <laughs> um, oh, guys, we forgot to talk about Big H. <gasps> we'll get there. Okay. We'll get it in the end. Okay. Guys, just be prepared for Big H. Anyway, back to this. 
not on the back of a flatbed. It was on the back of a flatbed truck. Oh, okay. Uh, that Mexican personnel used to transport it. With a convoy of vehicles, they headed south with both the object and the wreckage of the small plane as well. Because, I mean, you got to take the other thing, too. Yeah. Uh, but then, for some inexplicable reason, they stopped moving. Hmm. Mm-hmm. No way. Mm-hmm. A U.S. spy plane flyover revealed that all of the personnel were unconscious, and this is when the U.S. military made their move to capture the object, because... Wow, I wonder what happened. (laughs) Yeah. So, they had good reason, or at least this is the government's saying that they had good reason uh, to do this as the CIA was listening. The CIA had been monitoring the radio transmission closely, And at the time of this report of the discovery of the disc, Mm -hmm. they were already assembling an extraction team at nearby Fort Bliss, just outside of El Paso. The team included about a dozen men, a large sea stallion helicopter, and three smaller helicopters. So researchers marvel at the speed at which this team was assembled, noting that the CIA must have done similar extraction operations in the past. I'm sure. Which, like, who's surprised? Nobody. No one. Robert, we know all about you, honey. Um, <laughs> we are on so many lists, it's not even funny. Like, <laughs> just because of the bullshit that I say, Sierra is, like, tied into it now. <laughs> Guilty by association. <laughs> You're welcome, Emily. <laughs> wow. This is great. <laughs> you can't see. She just gave me a thumbs up. Um, anyway, so while the CAA scrambled the team requests were initiated between the American and Mexican governments using, like, diplomatic channels. Yeah. So, yeah. Whose dick is bigger at this point? Um, All offers of assistance were denied or ignored. Again, whose dick is bigger at this point? Meanwhile, satellite data and reconnaissance aircraft flying above the area indicated that the wreckage of the plane and the crash saucer were already loaded onto trucks. Right. So... CIA knew all of this. And then they're watching as this, the flyovers mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like commence in, on whatever kind of thing that they use. Thing that they use. And um, they were like, we have to make an executive decision. Okay. They can't keep going. Because, you know, the U.S. government is the U.S. government and they need everything. Mm-hmm. And at that point is when, again, the convoy just stops. So, the American recon operation arrived at the site of the stalled trucks later that afternoon, and they beheld a grisly sight. All, y'all, I swear to God, if y'all have one of those automatic what air, is that? Freshener. air freshener, air wick things that, like, are on timers, you need to throw them out. They are the worst things ever. That thing smells like shit. It scares me every single time it comes on. I don't smell anything. Seriously? Like, is, it, is it contributing anything to this household? It smells so bad. I'll believe you. Okay, I'm glad. So, Mexican military personnel were dead. With most, dead? Yes, dead. Shocked. Uh, with most of them still in their trucks, the great speculation as to why all the Mexicans died uh, was like, was it radiation from the possible spacecraft? Was it a biological agent released from a leaky disc? Or did the pilots of the disc escape and kill their human captors? I think it's one of two things. I'm ready because I also have thoughts. Um, I think it was either the U.S. government killed them 
Okay. Um, or I think that the things, the beings in the craft escaped, the people freaked out, and they had no choice but to kill them. Mm. So. I mean, I, I always think it's the government. Yeah. But I'd like to think that the things got out of the craft mm-hmm. and escaped back to whence they came, you know? I don't think they escaped. I think that the United States government either captured and killed them or captured and is torturing them. To this day. To this day. I would like to think that my aliens get a, a happy ending. Oh, okay. Um, I'll let you have that, I guess. Thank you. You're welcome. My nose really gets <laughs> That means somebody's coming to see me. Maybe in the a couple Uber days. Eats driver's <laughs> coming back. So we got our alcohol and our pizza um, delivered today, and the lady was like, I'd stay for shots, but I have to work. <laughs> so anyway, over four decades later, we might never know what exactly happened. The recon team had no ponder, no. The recon team had no time to like ponder the reasons for what they saw. They were prepared, however, they were like outfitted in biohazard suits. Yeah. Immediately after they arrived, the recon team relashed the crash dish and hoisted it onto the back of a um, sea stallion helicopter. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, like, the big mamma jamma. Yeah. Um, by all estimations, the object weighed about 1,500 pounds. Well, not very much. No. Ooh. That's like a car. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, conflicting reports tell of what happened to the remains of the Mexican vo- convoy after this. Some say everything that... No, some say that everything, bodies and all, were incinerated or blown up to, in the desert to prevent, like, contamination and to cover up any physical evidence of the event, which, mm-hmm. like... I could see that. Most definitely. Wait, what happened to the guy? Did they recover the body of the guy from the regular plane? They don't say. Mm. His poor family. If he had a family. I like to think he did. He could also be an alien. <gasps> Plot twist. Aliens are, it's like he's an alien from somewhere else. Yeah. Already fighting. And they were like, or it's the aliens that live in the hollow earth, but that's fine. (laughs) It can't be aliens because they live in the hollow earth. He's like, they're the the native earthlings. Earthlings, yeah. Maybe he's like a earth guardian. (laughs) And so he, like, my gosh, I love where this is going. So he like saw that. I love when Sierra takes our theory and runs with it. They were coming and he went to. He had to crash into them to save Earth. That's so sweet. Hot damn. What a hero. (laughs) (laughs) Unknown man. Oh, God. So others say that the bodies... No. That the bodies and pieces of the wreckage of the plane were taken away, like, for further study. Mm -hmm. Uh, We know this. The helicopters from the clandestine mission were landed in secret rendezvous points in Texas, uh which is like the Davis Mountains Mm -hmm. or whatever, just north of the town of Valentine, which today is Valentine's Day. Coincidence? (laughs) I think not. (laughs) Um, Oh, God. Uh, In the two-hour... No. What does that say? Oh, I typed 2 a.m., and then instead of 2 a.m., though, I typed two-hour... Bless your heart. <laughs> in, in the 2 a.m. In the 2 a.m. hour. In the yeah. 2 a.m. hour. Apparently, 
Early part of August 27th, helicopters again took flight and met up with a convoy of trucks near Van Horn, Texas. The saucer was loaded onto the back of another flatbed truck, which, I mean, have we not learned anything? Just, like, see that going down the highway? I mean, I'm pretty sure they covered it. Still. Yeah, I just feel like, well, maybe no one, I mean, it's Texas. That's pretty big. Maybe there's just no one there. Yeah, I guess it would depend on where they are. Yeah. It's the 70s in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Right. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, what happened to it? <laughs> yeah, keep going. <laughs> Tell more. So it was carried along back roads and small highways. Uh. Its destination remains unknown. Some say it was taken to Atlanta, to the CDC, possibly. Mm. Uh, others say it was taken to Fort Bliss. Yet another account says that the craft ended up at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio. Uh, one astute observer noted that the plane filed a flight plan in El Paso, then its disappearance would have triggered a search within minutes, so the plane that cla- crashed, yeah. uh, of loss of contact, and we would have at least had a name of the pilot of the plane. Mm-hmm. Also, if the aircraft was a non-jet airplane, Mexican air regulations at the time would have required the plane to land in the city of Chihuahua to clear customs and mm-hmm. immigration. Gotcha, yeah. As Mexico only accepts air traffic into its airspace on designated routes, the Koyama Koyama crash would have been 80 miles outside of their accepted airline at the time. The fact that no tangible records exist of this small plane is particularly troubling uh, to those investigating this seriously, but it seems to be glossed over by many researchers. My whole thing is, if the government wants something to disappear... It's gonna, gonna, yeah. yeah, It's it's gonna gonna disappear. Yeah. Like, they have fucking black sites for a reason. So, I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Um, flight plans and investigations of downed airplanes leave, like, verifiable facts behind. So, it makes sense, again, for them to destroy all evidence. Um, much time has passed since the incident, which occurred like 1974 the memories of local people seem foggy and any sort of official documentation as to what happened outside of chihuahua desert so long ago seems non-existent yeah uh so uh, the whole thing Mm -hmm. is questioned if it was a hoax and you guys know i have to play devil's advocate for at least for at least a minute no at least a minute i stand firmly on the belief that it was an alien. Um, But it's always aliens. Uh, So did this event actually occur? It is a really great story. I love it. I think it's really quite amazing. However, there could be a lot of other explanations for what really happened. A weather balloon? (laughs) The airspace around Koyama is known a route for drug traffickers. Mm. Uh, what if one of the courier aircrafts had to make an emergency landing? If the Mexican police and even the army showed up to investigate, it could have ended in violence with casualties on both sides. And that's the story of the dead soldiers in the desert. Right. Uh, so, another one. All right. This, this, one, this one kind of puts some stuff in it. So the novel of Andromedia Strain by Michael Crichton was published in 1969, and the movie was released in 1971. The Andromeda Strain? How do you say that? Is that how you say it? Andromeda? Yes. Okay. Andromeda. Thank you, Emily. Yeah. 
I got you. Okay. I've seen that one. Have you? I haven't seen that. Well, is it good? Movie marathon, I guess. Okay. The Craft. I can't yeah. believe you haven't seen The Craft. I'm sorry. <sighs> How did you know what the end of the line was then? I don't know. I feel like it's just there. It's just in my brain. Okay, anyway, so Andromeda... How do you say it? Andromeda. Andromeda, thank you. The Andromeda Strain. The movie that's was released... That's a constellation. Yes. And that's an airplane. Flying in the constellation. <laughs> <laughs> Coming down. Okay, so the novel story does have an uncanny resemblance to the collision story, and it supposedly occurred three years later, so people are like, it's a little too soon mm. for this crazy thing to be happening. Um, however... It was an alien who crashed into another alien who was fighting to save our planet. That's right. I think that that's it. <laughs> Say then, no more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, that's my case for this week. Our first ever guest star is our best friend. Loving life. Loving life. Loving it. Let me drink some of this Paloma and you guys talk for a minute. What's, what's new? <laughs> Sierra feelings. I mean, like you said, I always like to believe that it's aliens, because I think, why would they not already be here? Yes. Um, but I hope they survived, or if they were here with ill intentions, that they didn't, I guess. So Such a Sierra answer. It truly, truly is. <laughs> We've been getting like quite a few of those gems today. <laughs> Just quintessential Sierra-isms. Yeah. Like the Dr. Pepper cream soda. Sierra go Emily goes, is this good? And Sierra goes, I like it, but like a lot of people might not like it. But I mean, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you might like it. <laughs> and that's why we love her. <laughs> um, she also saved me from eating some salad dressing today. Yeah. I have very strong opinions on mayonnaise. But, like, let's be honest, what don't I have strong opinions on? Right. Um, because I can't think of anything. Name a thing. I literally can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so on to the fantastical story of Big H. Oh, yeah. Big H. So we had to go, we didn't have to go. We got the honor of going to pick up Emily in Orlando, and we stopped at Kiki's. Yes. Kiki's Diner, shout out. <laughs> On Dr. Phillips Road. <laughs> Listen, Emily said that she wanted French toast. So bad. And so I googled best French toast in Orlando, and Kiki's is what came up. And it was pretty and it was, banging. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, anyway, so we're going in there and we're waiting for a table because it was going to take like 20 minutes because it's Orlando and it was a Sunday and the place was popping. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> there's this kid that walks in there with his... No, we saw the... The, the mom. The guardian. I'm yeah. not sure who yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm not really positive. Um, and I was like trying to read her shirt and if I haven't already said this, I can't see worth a shit, y'all. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a problem. I'm going to have to get a new driver's license soon, and I don't think I'm going to pass the eye exam. Um, anyway, so, like, I'm trying to read her shirt, and it says, uh, Big Mama's Blowing Big H, or, what did it say? It said, Big H is Blowing Big Mama's Inheritance. 
No, no. big mama's blowing big H's, H's in her inheritance. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and so we're sitting so there. I looked at Emily and Sierra. I'm like, guys, do you see that? Do you see that shirt right now? Um, and I'm pretty sure that's when I was like, that kid's shirt says big H. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't think he had, he couldn't have been more than like. He was at least 13 years old. Yeah, like 13, maybe 14. 14. May- maybe. So Big H is getting his inheritance blown, apparently, at Kiki's Diner. At Kiki's Diner. And the shirt also said something about, like, buying the $20 burger. Yeah, I yeah on the back of yeah. hers. Yeah. Um, so, I mean. I mean, it was a very confusing time. It was really fucking funny. I would love to know what Big H is doing in his life. I would just like to print, point out also, that it's, like, Heather Gray yeah. t-shirts with like silver lettering and it's tucked like, and both of them were wearing it tucked in to their denim, denim? shorts. <laughs> their jorts. Their jorts <laughs> with the new balances and the tall white socks. So like, and then there was like a normally dressed like 16 year old girl with them. She said, I am not wearing the t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care for don't blowing Don't get me one of those printed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not wearing it. Not <laughs> happening. Um, she was dressed really cute though. But um, yeah, no, it was. So you're trying to figure out what is Big Age doing that he has all, he's. Like, how did he get the money? Yeah. Okay. But no, I'm well, thinking what? she's blowing her money. His money? I didn't understand. And, because, like, like, they're blowing her money because, like, he is her child. And, like, she's going to blow all the money before Big H can get it. Yeah, but why does Big H need it? And why do they need shirts to talk about it? Right. Like, okay. I thought that Big H, like, like received the money. money. Like, yeah. he mm-hmm. got the inheritance. Mm-hmm. And then they were blowing it on going to Orlando. So, if you guys have any theories on um, aliens and... <laughs> Big H's inheritance. Or if you are Big H. <laughs> or if you are Big H. Eating at the Kiki's Diner in Orlando. On February 13th. Approximately, what, 11 a.m.? No. no, it was like 10. 10 a.m. Let us know. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to sleep. Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> but yeah, so we're having a really great time. Um, yeah, we have More a really, really special episode coming for you guys, and I can't fucking wait, because it's episode 66, Yeah, almost as nice as 69, um, but we're there. We are. All right, Sierra, plug all the things. All right, well, like she said, if you have anything about aliens or the big age uh, conspiracy... <laughs> um, or mattress firm... Don't get me started. Because <laughs> Mattress Firm is a money laundering front, motherfuckers. Anyways, you can reach out to <laughs> us on Facebook or Instagram at Fair One Podcast. Unless um, it's to talk about how I curse too much and then you need to te- take a step back. Just Because I'm tired of people telling me I curse too don't. much. Just don't. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. Like, you can think it in your head, just don't do it. Or just turn off the podcast. It's really Okay. <laughs> um, anyways, if you would like to reach us, out to us about something actually, you know, relevant, um, you can do it. it. Uh, you can send us an email at paranormalpodcast at gmail.com or you can contact us on our website, paranormalpodcast.com. Oh, and the website. Yeah. Or, or my favorite, the snail mail. 
Yeah. I don't know the address. No worries. I got you. <laughs> so, Paranormal Podcast, P.O. Box 1416, Monroe, North Carolina, 28111. That's three one. Right. So, now that you have all the deets. Oh, or Patreon. Yep. Paranormal Podcast there, motherfuckers. Just find us. Yeah. Okay, so um, I'm going to go faceplant into my pillow because I have a conference call with the government tomorrow. Um, Good times. Wouldn't recommend. We're also going to ride horses, and Emily is scared of horses. So this is going to be a fun time. It's all right. It's going to be slow. It'll be good. That's what you say. That's what they all say. Until I end up... Have you been on a horse? Have I never told you why I don't like horses? No. Okay. I just know you don't like horses, and I love horses. Listen, I don't like horses because when I was five years old... I was at my great aunt's house. Okay, picture it. Yes, I'm picturing. Honestly, I couldn't tell you if it was actually a horse or if it was a donkey because my memory is a little fuzzy. Okay. But I just remember that my uncle put me up on said Four-legged equestrian. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, walked away, which what grown man leaves a five-year-old out by themselves. But um, this animal bucked me off. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And I landed on, on a pile of... Yeah, (laughs) of course. Always. Like, never fails. It never fails. And, like, I just remember running inside, crying, covered in In horse slash donkey (laughs) shit. And I'm telling you what, I've never gotten on one since. And I'm a little terrified, but I'll do it for you. I have just, you can take, uh, I don't know, delight, not delight. I don't know what the word is I'm looking for. Um, comfort comfort in the fact that I have also been knocked up for several times same so our neighbors are partnering y'all it's Monday it's, night it's a it's a early um outro music um and so <laughs> they're trying to cut us off yeah they're like okay let's wrap it up now um but anyway so we're all we've all been in that that boat for yeah. sure so check back you know I'm sure it'll be fine yeah we're recording tomorrow night after this happens so um we'll let you know next week yeah. Tune in next week to find out the horse adventure. Exactly. And hopefully what the fuck is up with Big H. Right. Goodbye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.